world and welcome to I'm Afraid of Americans. I'm Elijah Wilhelm and it has been another crazy week here in the U.S. Protests over the death of George Floyd have grown. They then shrunk after charges were made. And now they've grown again, nationwide and even worldwide. These protests are the largest mass protest ever. Yet with this giant display of free speech, the idea itself is under attack. President Trump went to war with Twitter after they fact-checked one of his tweets about mail-in voting. Peaceful protesters were tear-gassed and assaulted, in one case in Washington, D.C., just so that the president could go across the street to take a photo in front of a church. Journalists have been arrested for absolutely no reason besides doing their job, and we have seen a rise in the my way or the highway mentality. We've seen this mentality a lot this week, as people are unwilling to hear any side that they disagree with in any way. They shut it off. Call it wrong. Racist. Look, hate speech is not protected under free speech. No one should be out saying that they want to kill black people, or that they are glad that this man was killed. That's wrong. He was murdered. But saying things like you're concerned about the looting... That's not wrong. That's free speech. I'm not saying either side is right. I'm just saying that if we get into a place in this country where we can't have discourse, normal conversations and ideas without being attacked as racists, we're in trouble. And that's not all that happened this week. Stocks soared as more businesses began to open from the coronavirus. And really we see the case of the missing, disappearing coronavirus. Now, the virus is still out there, it's still infecting people, yet all of a sudden, there is no mention of it in the news whatsoever. Now look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist wearing a tin hat here saying the coronavirus is fake or anything like that. I'm just saying that this is proof that it was blown out of proportion, that the news media needed something to talk about. So they talked about coronavirus all the time. And now that they have something else, something more interesting, something more divisive, they're going to talk about that. We don't hear the coronavirus. Maybe things aren't as bad as they seem then. Maybe this virus isn't quite as scary as they make it. At least 25% of those who have died here in the U.S. are coming from nursing homes. Now, I'm not saying that those people are not important or that their lives don't matter. All I'm saying is, is that the threat to individuals who are healthy, who are younger, who are just out shopping or eating, is lower than we ever thought. Cases are rising right now. One place is New York City. Cases are also rising worldwide. Brazil just announced that they are going to stop reporting their daily number of cases and deaths. And states are continuing to reopen, yet the world is continuing to spin. There's been no dramatic rises in any of the states that have reopened. In fact, even places where cases are rising, the positivity numbers of the testing are going down. This means cases are rising because testing is rising. So what does all of this mean? Well, it means a few things. First of all, we may not be stuck in this lockdown for years and years to come. This may not be the apocalypse that some have made it feel like we may be able to get through this. I don't think anyone wants us to suffer or wants us to be in a bad situation. I think 
It's simple ratings, simple math, simple economics. Coronavirus coverage brought people to news stations. But as soon as something better came along, something a little juicier, like the death of George Floyd, suddenly CNN's coronavirus count went away. The constant media attention may not have been needed at all. So as we move into the summer, we are seeing evidence that the coronavirus is not substantially slowed by the seasons. You may think this is bad news, but I think it's good news. Because that means that it's not necessarily going to get a whole lot worse come the winter. If coronavirus is stopped by the summer heat, maybe that's why we're doing better right now. But it seems to not be. So maybe we're just doing better organically. Maybe things aren't as bad as they seemed. That's my hope. Because three months into this, I'm tired of this shit. Who would have thought, even in the beginning of March, that the United States and the world would, and even could, have shut down as much as it has. We have canceled March Madness, most of the NBA season, postponed the Olympics, had 40 million people lose their jobs, whether temporarily or permanently. A new jobs report that just came out shows our unemployment rate around 13%. Now this is good. We were expecting about 20%. But it is still the worst since the Great Depression. We are not out of the woods with the virus or with the economy. This is going to be a long process. And I think that without the media obsessing over it all the time, we may do a little bit better. So hopefully we continue to get coverage of the protests and of the injustice. Because it does a few things for us. It opens our eyes to things unseen. It gives a voice to the voiceless. A voice that we need to hear. That we need to listen to. And it gives us time to see things for ourselves, to not be fear-mongered, to not tune in all the time to see just how bad things can be, to not have the worst-case scenario always highlighted. You don't watch the news to hear someone got to work safely. You watch the news to hear they got in a car wreck and died. That's the news's job, to report the bad. So hopefully, while the news is reporting on good things, like change, we can work to make the other things better as well. And maybe we can get through this sometime soon. All right, moving on, folks. Let's talk about the protests this week. These are the biggest protests we've ever seen, both here in the country and around the world. And some are saying this may be real change, something different than before. But we've been through this so many times before. Can we ever really change? I want to bring in a different perspective here. I have my friend Shamira James here on the show. Shamira, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am living my life to the best of my ability. Shamira is over in Baltimore, and she has been very outspoken about these issues. And I really want to bring in your perspective. Shamira, what do you think? You know, is this real change, or can we ever really change? You know, I think it definitely, we are seeing a lot more changes than we have before with recent protests and riots. I'm thinking about my own experience back in, I think it was 2015 with the Freddie Gray riots here in Baltimore, you know. Um, it just, like, it happened, the the people that were upset were demonized, and then we just never heard from it. But, like, this time I feel like with the presence it has on social media and the following that it's gained from, like, celebrities and everything, I just feel like we are starting to see a real change. It is a very slow start, 
but there are some positive things that are coming. So I do think we have the capability of changing, but we have a long way to go. It's only been about a week. So we have a long way to go, but I do think it, it, there is a change coming. So we've seen two distinct groups here. We've seen protesters, people who have a message, people who are delivering that message, and people who need to be heard. Then we have rioters, people who are going out, causing violence, shooting people, and looting. Does that dilute the whole message? Does that kind of ruin it for everyone? I think I think it has two purposes. I do think it can ruin it because the people that are doing the rioting, um, they aren't taking into account the people that are there for the protest, you know? So you have these people that are just going kind of for the anarchy of it all, which in some degree, and I know my family wouldn't approve of me saying this, but in some degree, I agree with the looting because I think that if you're going to get people to change, especially rich people who rich people who are in power that have the power to make change, you have to kind of scare them where it hurts. You know, they're not going to be scared of angry tweets, which is what I specialize in, but they're going to be afraid of you, you know, taking all the $75 candles and targets. You have to hit them where it hurts. Um, so while it is kind of helping, it is kind of hurting because it's making people kind of lose focus on what's important and it's making the naysayers of the whole cause, it's making them kind of look down on it as if they already did it enough, you know. It just gives them one other excuse to be like, well, you know, Martin Luther King didn't want this and, you know, what are you guys really fighting for? So I think it does both things, but I do think it gets kind of blurred after a while. One thing that I've heard a lot this week is why are people so concerned about the looting but not the murder? Well, here's the thing. The murderer is in jail. The looters, in many cases, are not. What is the difference? Why should we be more worried about the person who's already in jail than those who are still breaking the law? I think why people are saying that is because just in history and like what's happened and what's been happening, whether it's been before our lifetimes or during it in front of our very own eyes, we've seen the murderers constantly get off. You know, so yes, the murderer is in jail, but the chances of him getting off are, you know, kind of terrifyingly high. What will happen if that happens here? I mean, things got pretty fucking bad. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen if there's no justice here? I think that I can't even put it into words what's going to happen. I think that, you know, if I, it's almost hard to imagine what can happen, but I can just say that it, it won't be anything good because you, this moment is like, it's really giving me like LA riots. You know, it's because, it, I mean, obviously, I didn't live through that. That was, like, early 90s. But, like, watching documentaries of it, you know, um, just seeing how these people, these frustrated and, like, oppressed people really tore apart their city because they didn't care. That's what's going to happen, but it's going to happen across the nation. You know, we've seen these protests for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. We've seen them go, not even just nationwide, but globally. You know, so if you can imagine frustration and oppression in a city, but then multiply that times, like, infinity... Like, it won't be good, and I hope that what the courts and the, and the justice system have seen, you know, is that if they, if they, and I don't want to threaten anyone, you know, I don't want to, I'm not anyone to throw out threats, but, like, if they don't want to see everything go to shit completely, justice better be served. Like, I think that, I think that's what I'm going to say. Well, one of the things we are seeing as a result of all of these protests and whatever you may want to call it is the removing of Confederate statues. It's something that's happening big in our state of Virginia here, and it's something that's happening kind of across the country. People say that this is removing history, that we are bound to repeat history if we try to forget it. What is your view on this? Are we forgetting our history? I think that 
you know, it's understanding that it is a part of history. It shouldn't be a part of history that is, you know, commemorated and kind of put in front of people. In my opinion, it'd be the same thing as putting, like, a swastika in the middle of, like, a completely, like, Jewish neighborhood. Like, we have, like, small Jewish communities within Baltimore. You know, if one day someone just slapped down a big old swastika statue and be like, oh, no, it's a part of history. No, it's really offensive to have that. To have certain people, you know, have to look at that every day and be from a city that has that. Yes, it happened, but why do we have to remember this part of it? You know, like, there's so many other parts of history that could be remembered or could be commemorated. Or we can just get rid of statues altogether. Because, honestly, statues are kind of weird to me. Like, why do we have to commemorate someone in that way? You know? Like, just the whole concept of it is just weird. But I say take them down. You know, if they're offensive, take them down. You know, there are other things that happen in history that... If you want to make a statue that are, you know, less inflammatory and do highlight some actual good times where society was not crumbling the shit. Let's circle back here before we wrap up. We have seen people try for change for years and years and centuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, slavery was in the 1800s and we're still here in 2020 dealing with almost the same issues. Mm-hmm. Is this really different are we going to see real change come out of this? Or are we going to end up in the same place five years from now, dealing with the same shit all over again? You know, it's kind of scary to think about that. I would hope that this is real change because uh, what I'm seeing is people that are, you know, way more angry and it's it's trickling down. You know, there are people that have lived through this civil rights movement that are, you know, out there protesting and there are even little kids that have to protest. So if we're keeping this anger kind of built up and we're not letting the conversation die out and we're not letting history be kind of washed away. And so I think with like resources today and just black people's like motive to be educated and, you know, know everything. I think that when we are equipped with the knowledge, we're able to stay educated and stay afloat of what's going on. And so I think in that aspect, when you know what's going on and you know what's happened, you can even work harder to make sure it doesn't repeat itself, you know? And as long as people are staying engaged and keeping that same force they did when there was this whole Blackout Tuesday on Instagram, you know, if you, if you just really just keep the same energy. That's just the phrase for this whole thing. Keep the same energy and history will not repeat itself. A big thanks to Shamira for being here today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation, and we hope you will go back and listen to our first episode if you have not heard it yet. We are on Apple Podcasts and also on our website. You can find the link to that on our Twitter page. It's I'm Afraid Podcast. We'll be back next week, Monday mornings before 9 a.m. Until then, have a great week. Stay safe. <laughs>